0: Acts this morning. Um, there's a young man that I'm that I currently work with, and he uh, had a he was having lunch in his truck, and he started reading through First Corinthians and came in the portion and talked about communion, and so he pressed on it. He started reading up on communion. Well, it took him to the Book of Acts and. He started reading Acts chapter two, and um, right after I I went lunch a separate way, I came back and he 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 was waiting for me outside my truck and he's like hey, uh, I was reading through First Corinthians and then I started reading through the book of Acts and I saw the way that the church was and so. Um, he said, man, they did that every day, <laughs> you know. And so I, I sincerely believe that, uh, that God is leading this young man, and this young man is hungry. Uh, we get together in the mornings, and we, we read the, the Bible together. We started through Psalms and Proverbs. And uh, we have a small group, and he's, he's, he's there faithfully. And any question he has, he, he, he'll, he'll come to me. And I, I tell him, man, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't necessarily always have all the answers, but I'm going to try to give you the best answer. And if I don't know it, I'm going to look into it. But I'm just so uh, astounded as how God is working. And God blesses hunger. And when someone is hungry, the Bible says that he will fulfill that. He will fill that hunger. Amen. And so this morning, I want us to turn our our attention to the book of Acts, and we're going to be reading from Acts chapter uh, 28 and verses 30 to 31, and um, if we can, all right. It says, and when they had said these words, the Jews departed and had great reasoning among, among themselves. And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house and received all that came into him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no man forbidding him. And if we can jump to verse, to chapter number 29 of the book of Acts. Verse number one <clears throat> there's no chapter twenty nine right <laughs> yeah <laughs> make up one all right we got pastors so now I'm a little bit more nervous in here <laughs> yeah no i'm 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 gonna i'm starting with chapter twenty eight uh for a specific reason because what i like to talk about this morning is the continuing th- that the continuing of the legacy and heritage of the book of acts church and so we notice that chapter 28 ends in a very peculiar way it doesn't have no finish to it there's no salutations there is no greetings there is no finito <laughs> There is no, and this, this, and that, right? So chapter 29 is actually an open chapter, and it's solely reserved for the church today. Amen? And so, now we're going to go back to Acts chapter uh, number 2. <laughs> and we are going to be reading from verses 42 through 47 and they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine fellowship and breaking of the bread and in prayers and fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles and all that believed were together and had all things common and uh, sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men as every man had man had need. And they con- and they continually, daily, with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and slight- and singleness of heart, praising God and having favour with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Why don't we pray for just a short moment. Father, we love you and we thank you, God. I'm asking, Lord, that you would help me this morning to be a blessing, Father, and that you would help me to convey the message, Lord, that you have given me, Lord. I pray, God, that you would use my lips, Lord, that you would use me, God, to minister in a special way, Father. I'm asking, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we give you glory, praise, and honor, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. So I kind of came in uh, talking about chapter Acts verse chapter I mean the book of Acts chapter 29 and we notice that there is no chapter 29 right and so and um, we must so this lets us know that we must continue the works that the apostles started. I believe that the exploits of the church are not over with Acts chapter 28, but they will continue until the day the Lord Jesus Christ returns. Does anybody believe that this morning? So in all reality, the ball is in our court. And I believe that it is our shared task to finish writing this precious and most incredible book. We must continue beholden fast to what the apostles have already started. And the book of Acts uh, provides a pattern of how we are to continue the apostolic legacy and heritage that we've been given. And so it is awesome to see that Jesus would fulfill that through us and the gospel has not lost its power. It is just as powerful today as it was 2,000 years ago. And we have the capability of continuing to fulfill the history and continue to write the final chapter of the book of Acts. And so you wondered why I went to Acts chapter number 2, verse 42 through 47. Well, this lets us know that there are several ways that we can continue that legacy. And so if we want to be the extension of the book of Acts, which I believe we are, we must go beyond just Acts 2.38. We must go beyond the oneness of God. We must go beyond holiness and separation from the world and separation from unto God amen and uh, we are we are to go beyond just that I believe that is uh, essential and I love it and I hold fast to that message and I believe that if you want to be born again. You have to obey Acts 2.38. I believe that with all my heart. And I believe that if you want to have a proper relationship with God, you're going to have to have a revelation of who God is. Amen. And I believe that if you want to live a life pleasing to God, that you're going to have to uh, adhere to certain standards that are designed and, and, and that are laid out for us in Scripture through holiness. And I believe that strongly this morning. But I believe that we are to go beyond that. And just like the book of Acts, the Bible says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of the bread and prayers. This lets us know that they believed in unity. And so if we want to be an extension of the book of Acts church, we've got to do our best to pursue unity. One of the first ways we can uh, continue writing the book of Acts is by cultivating the spirit of unity. Notice I use the word cultivating. This means to. This is. This is. It's going to imply that we we put some effort on our part. The Bible says pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no man will see the lord and a lot of times we're stuck on the holiness part of that verse but the verse the first part is tells us that we are to pursue peace with all men and so this implies that we must have we must work at it sometimes it's going to be tough work to preserve the peace and unity right we all have Different attitudes. We all have different ways of thinking, and I'm so thankful that we have the Bible to help us uh, to straighten us out, right? And so, true unity doesn't necessarily mean conformity. Uh, we can relate with one with with others without necessarily in the sh- necessarily sharing the same experiences. For example, Brother Gary, he's standing back there. He's sitting back there in the in in the in the sound booth. Uh, he was born and raised in Louisiana. I was born and raised in Southern California, but him and I, we there's times where we sit together and we have ca- a conversation and we get along, and we don't necessarily have the same background, right? We don't necessarily uh, uh, share the same experiences. Uh, I believe he was raised in the church. I wasn't necessarily raised in the church, right? But uh, we're not all going to be uh, the same, amen? And so fel- unity requires of us to in- of investing time and energy. Fellowship amongst the brethren will mean giving up personal time to hang out with one another. This is one of the reasons I love small groups or I love outings, uh, because in it, we, we, we have a chance, an opportunity to communicate, to share uh, with one another our life, share our life with one another, right? A lot of times, we want to bash on uh, the, 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 the traditional church. By that, I mean the Catholic church. Uh, but a lot of times, we can be very much Catholic. We can just show up to church. And leave and just do our own thing, right? And so God wants us to go past that. God wants the church to have relationship amongst itself, amen? We will not always see eye to eye with one another. Nor necessarily be buddy-buddy with one another, right? But But there will be times where in order to keep the peace and unity... We're going, to adhere, we're going to have to adhere to the Word of God, right? So Ephesians 4, 1 through 6 says, Therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness and patience, showing tolerance for one another in love. This is very difficult sometimes. <laughs> if Right? But that means that if your brother and if your sister are a certain way, it's not your job to try to go out there and correct them <laughs> or try to be ugly towards them so that way they can change and correct their attitude. <laughs> right? And so pride and unkindness and brutality and intolerance will always be factors that will kill unity. Whenever there's pride in, in someone's heart, it, and whenever there's there's a spirit of unkindness, it's difficult for that person to get along with other people. <laughs> and <clears throat> I believe that these things, the Bible says for us to, for, uh, that we are called with all humility and gentleness and patience, showing tolerance for one another. So... This is why we were admonished to be diligent. In other words, unity will never ever happen on its own. That means if somebody offends you, right, which it will happen sometimes, uh, that you're going to have to just learn to just say, you know what, I care more about the peace in the church and I care more about the unity in the church, that I care about my feelings. And I've seen it several times. I've seen it many times where people within the body of Christ get, get at odds with one another and then they're all in their feelings so they go to another person. They share their feelings with somebody else. Now that person has now become at odds with this other person and now we see that there is a little case of friction and disunity within the body it's not always easy to forgive when you're offended but for the sake of unity i believe that we ought to learn how to do it and so it's not always the easiest thing to 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 do but we got to think if if i get in my feelings and if i start getting mad and start talking bad about this person I'm going to affect the body in general. And so what we need to do is, you know what, for the sake of unity, I'm not going to share what I'm feeling. I'm going to go to God. I'm going to get right with God. I'm going to let God know what's going on in my heart. I'm going to get straight with God because I don't want to affect the unity that's amongst the brethren. And so <clears throat> finding commonality is, in, is, is intentional uh, the more united we are as a, uh, as a church, the more we can accomplish in the kingdom of God. So we see that unity that the first church, that the, that the book of Acts church, that they practice uh, unity. Another thing that if we want to align ourselves up with the book of Acts church and, and, and is that we can we have to expect the miraculous. There must be an expectancy, and our heart for the miraculous. The Bible says, Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done to the apostles. So contrary to what some people believe, and even theologians, which I'm not, very, uh, uh, not too much friends with theologians, but uh, the Spirit of God is still moving today. Miracles, signs and wonders are not antiquated and they're not outdated or they're not old fashioned or they're not old. There's not something that happened in the past. Right. The scripture teaches that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, that he's the same today, and he will be the same forevermore. So if he were ever a miracle worker, he is still a miracle worker. We we are not to elevate miracles above the gospel, but I believe that we ought to believe on miracle signs and wonders just as strongly as we believe the gospel message. Just as strongly as we believe that Acts 2.38 is what it takes to save, I still I, I believe that we ought to have that same conviction when it comes to miracles, signs, and wonders. And I believe that God will honor our faith if we hold fast to that belief, right? And so we have been given the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And we, through the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we've been given the authority to lay hands on sick, and they shall recover. The, the miraculous... Can still happen. Why not let it happen through us? Why not pray the prayer of faith over people and see them getting healed? I want to. I want to share a quick testimony. And a few years ago, my aunt called from Mexico. called my Called my uh, my mother and said, and she was just broken, just just crying. And she she was sharing with her that she was diagnosed with breast cancer, and so <coughs> she, she my my mud, I was just laying down. My mom said, "Hey, you know uh, your aunt was diagnosed with breast cancer. Uh, can uh, would you like to pray for her?" And to be honest, at that very moment, I wasn't necessarily you know spiritual. I was just laying down. I was just I was just just minding my own business, and usually, and I was just just just. Just relaxing, and so I said, "Okay, I'll, I'll I'll take up the phone call." I talked to my aunt, and I and I just I just begin to sh- start talking to her about God. And I said, "Nadia, do you believe that God loves you?" "Yes, yes, I believe that. I believe God loves me." And I said, uh, "Do you believe that God can can heal you?" And she says, "Yes," and she was just broken. And I said, "Okay, well, I, I want you to do something. I want you to pray." I'm going to pray for you, but I want you to pray as well. And so usually when people are not accustomed to prayer, this can be very difficult for them. but she was such in a, uh, in a state of desperation she began to pray and so I, I said I started praying over her and I said, now I want you to pray thea and she so she started praying. I said, I want you to let the Lord know. What you feel and what you want him to do for you. And so she started praying. She started just crying, sobbing, weeping. And she started asking God to, to heal her. And so we start. So now her faith and my faith were mixing. And I said, Lord, I pray that you would heal and that you would touch my aunt. Suddenly, right after we started praying that way, she said, she started crying even deeper. And she said, I feel a, a, a warmth coming. In my chest. And so I said, now Tia, that's the spirit of God. And so we started praying and then we started and and, and, and just started. Now I said, now let's just thank God. And I said, and, and and let's just thank God for what he's doing. And so she started thanking God. And so we start. she started just weeping. And I said, I said, so I said, now Tia, after we got done praying and everything, I believe God touched you and I believe God healed you. And so sure enough, she was totally convinced my grandmom, which is, which is her sister, was continuous. hey, you need to go get checked. She said, I don't need to go get checked. It was, well, it called God healed me. So she kept on, she kept on walking. She, uh, it was two weeks later when she finally, she, she, got, she just got tired of them telling them, you need to go get checked. When she finally went to the doctors, and the, when she got to the doctors, she, she was diagnosed. She was, she, there was no more cancer in her body, and she was completely healed. Now I tell you to t- I tell you this in hopes that it can encourage you to let you know that hey this can happen through your life. this can happen through your prayers this can happen through and, and, and God has anointed us and has given us authority. This was all the way this was all, this was done all the way in Mexico. It wasn't even done on a person I didn't have to lay hands I didn't have to touch or anything. We just prayed the prayer of faith. God did the miracle God gets the glory. Wow. And, and 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 so I'm telling you God is still at work today, and so that's why I went, I, I was there's some there's other young people that want to, uh, at work that want to tell me that God is, is not doing miracles no more. I share this story and I said, now prove me wrong right so the miraculous can still happen and god is, is God is still in in it is still healing the Bible says these signs shall follow them that believe so and if one can believe all things are possible for them that believe there are too many people trying to explain the miraculous away why not embrace it why not why not God gets more glory out of healing you, delivering you, than seeing you in pain. I don't understand that doctrine that God gets glory out of affliction and pain. I don't understand that. God gets more glory out of seeing somebody healed and him receiving the glory. Amen. <clears throat> Another way that we can be that we can uh, be an extension of the Book of Acts is to learn to be. To have, to, to have extend a helping hand. Verse 45 says, Now all who believed were together and had all things in common and saw their possessions and goods and divided them amongst all and as anyone had need. When needs arose in the early church, they would give of their own money and strength. There are three powerful uh, principles that we can learn through these verses. One, don't fall in love with your own possessions. These people had to separate themselves from greed and materialism, right? The, the longing in their heart wasn't necessarily to obtain more possessions, but rather that they could obtain more of God, right? And another principle that we can learn from this is that everything belongs to God. These people recognize that what they they had did not belong to themselves, but rather it was God's property so when it came for a, when so when they saw a need they you know they said well this doesn't necessarily belong to me they give it over to so they give it over to someone else and so when we think in those in such terms it won't be so hard for us to give offering it won't be so hard for us to pay our tithing it won't be so hard for us to give of our time right and and, and our effort to the kingdom of God the third principle that we can learn from this is to think of others above yourself if we're not careful we can become we can-, we can become so self-centered that we can forget that others have needs around us selfishness is something that is plaguing this society and why not break it in the church let the world be selfish and the church be selfless. Amen. Let the world take the reputation of selfishness. God forbid that the church ever take on the reputation of a selfish people, right? I pray that God would help us to overcome that. Amen. Why not look for practical ways to demonstrate the love of God to other people? We, we also see that the book of Acts, uh, they exalted Christ. So, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. Genuine praise will flow out of a heart that is in awe of God. When we truly get a glimpse of who God is and His glory, well, one can't help but praise Him. There must needs to be substance in our praise. Psalms 29, 28 and 9 says, Give unto the Lord the glory due to His name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. If we are to be participants of this final chapter, I believe that we ought to continue to exalt His name not only in our church, but also exalt His name in our homes and even in our fellowships. Amen. Uh, uh, the Bible also tells us that the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. So another part of their daily life was that they they got so involved in the community that they were evangelizing their community. The purpose of the of our gospel and the intent of the Spirit is for this message to not solely be the benefit of the church, but that it can also be shared with others. The Bible says in the, in the Great Commission it says, "Go." Therefore, go and make disciples of all, of all nations. We notice that it says go, and of times we want to change that word for wait. I wonder what would happen if we thought ourselves like missionaries sent in our, in, in our own community and to our own city. I wonder what would happen if, like a missionary, we would immerse ourselves in the culture, learn the language, and and evangelize our community. I wonder what would happen if we would take on that mentality. That if we were to take on that mentality. That that we, that just like, for example, just missionaries whenever they go out of of, of this country. They go into the they go into the city that they're going to minister right, and they try to learn the language. They try to get they try to get a hold of people. They try to build the relationships with people. I wonder what would happen if in America we or in Tyler that we can get to that place where we think like missionaries think, right? Where we look for opportunities to build relationships with people so that we can communicate the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I fear sometimes that we that we don't we lack doing so because we get too comfortable in our own life. And so as we write this final chapter, we must continue to be agents of his kingdom. I remember And uh, when I went to Christian Life Center, uh, uh, Christian Life College, we would attend the church there. It was called called Christian Life Center. Before you would walk out the doors, they had a big sticker, or not, it was a sticker, it was just on their door. It had glass doors and they had, uh, and every single door, and assess, and it would say, as you were exiting, stepping into the mission field. And so you would see it before you left. And it, would rec- and it would let you know you're stepping into the mission field. And so if we were to take on that mentality, I wonder how much more we would do for the kingdom of God. You and I, my friend, are the most important characters in the book of Acts because nobody else can be you but you and me but me. <laughs> we all have a unique place in the kingdom of God. We can all play a key role. Amen. There is a temptation and a tendency to believe, uh, to fall back, to, to believe that, uh, and, and to fall back to previous and yesterday's accomplishments. Some even believe that the church or the move of God will never exceed the past. I tend to believe that the latter rain is greater than, That the former reign is greater, I believe, than the latter reign, right? We we can't be content with stories. We can't be content with things that happened in the past. I believe... That revival won't happen in the future. I believe that revival is, uh, is available for us today if we can just tap into it. I believe that God wants to do greater things today than he did in the past. I believe this world is going downhill. Uh, it's gone. It's downhill already. <laughs> but for that, man, they need a miracle working God. And guess what? We are the extension of that miracle working God. And so I told you a story and I told and, and it's and it's stuck in the past, but there's times when I say, I don't want to hold back to those stories that happened in the past. God, I want to I want to continue seeing that we yes, we want new stories, and I believe that God can give us new stories. <laughs> you know, I, I love this church and I love my pastor, my pastor's wife. And 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 I love attending and I love attending this church. And one of the th- one of the reasons is that I believe that God wants to use each and every one of us to do something great in the kingdom of God. So the ball is really in our court, right? We have an open field, we have an open door. There's people today that are struggling with all kinds of issues that are waiting for us to step into their life and to share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ so so that God can work through us and God can work in us and so that God can also work in their life. And I believe that so strongly. I believe that God has placed us in this city and has positioned us in this city so that way we can affect this city, so that way we can be an impact in this city. Listen, folks, I'm not talking about other people. I'm talking about us. I'm talking about God wanting to use us. We have the message. We have the message that it takes to preach for some soul to get saved. Why not release that message? Why not let that message flow out of our lips? Why not let the anointing flow out of our life? Why not let the anointing flow out of our hands when we lay hands on the sick? Right? Why not? There's so much need out there. And God is looking for vessels. Guess what? We are those vessels. And so when I say continuing the heritage and the legacy of the Book of Acts Church, we are that extension. We just got to believe it with all of our heart. Amen. I believe that in these last days, God will use people... Who are not content, now wait, I'm not preaching against what pastor taught on on Wednesday when I mean when I'm not content i mean by not being content spiritually I'm talking about not being content with the status quo I'm talking about not being content with just what we have but longing for more for deeper moves of God for deeper for for greater miracles I'm I'm talking about that I I believe that's the type of people that God is going to work through and guess what we can be that people I believe God believes believes in us more than we believe in ourselves sometimes. We just got to realize that this morning. Amen. God bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.